Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy fit babes, what the hell is up? Happy Thursday. We are hitting you hard with a really fun episode. And I actually have a little story for you that's going to really paint the scene because I am so excited about today's guest and what we talk about. And really, it's something that's a little bit different and in the best way possible. So to kind of give you guys some backstory, back in 2019, I know I always tell my story to you guys. That's when after working in private practice, really creating the groundwork of what I wanted to do as a dietitian and the impact I wanted to have as a coach when I was so frustrated with shit online, I decided to start TSM. But my evolution since 2019 to now, and you know, I'm growing still every day. I think we all do, especially if you are an entrepreneur, you own your own business or company, or you're trying to just advance in your career, guys. Like real talk, like every day is filled with so much growth. And the reality is this growth has been so transformational for me, which has helped me become so unapologetically myself online, which may or may not have had you come to this episode in the first place. So of course, with my beliefs, my philosophies, how I coach and most importantly, how I show up on social media. I am obsessed with all things personal branding. And I think when it comes to personal branding, it goes beyond a logo and color palette. That's what I've truly learned as an entrepreneur myself and as a a dietitian. It goes into how you communicate with people. It goes into how you present yourself and the confidence that you have, which is also why the tagline of my damn podcast is being hot, healthy, and successful. I am obsessed with feeling my best, looking my best, being my best, and also being able to show up as my best, which is why I'm so freaking pumped to sit down with Brittany Crystal. I was on her podcast, fun fact, we did a podcast swap, but Brittany's coming on this show to talk all things about personal branding. She is a personal branding expert. Her story is really cool, guys. She was actually a former lawyer who turned an entrepreneur, and now she's a personal branding expert, proud Latina, and host of a top-rated business podcast, Beyond Influential. Brittany is known for her in-depth conversational style and for giving trusted, actual, no BS advice, which by the way, guys, that's why me and Brittany buy because she is no BS just like me. And she empowers you to create and live an authentic, influential life on your terms. Her years of hands-on work behind the scenes, building brands for some of the heaviest hitters online, including guys, this is huge, Gary Vaynerchuk, Marie Forleo, and Tom Bilyeu allowed her to develop a replicable process that she not has only used to build her own profitable personal brand, but that she's also taught to countless entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers at all levels so they can do it for themselves. Brittany believes influence isn't luck. It's strategy. And with the right tools, no dream is too big to achieve. And I think there are so many correlations between entrepreneurship and weight loss and becoming your best self. It is not luck. It is strategy. And when you think about that hottest and healthiest version of yourself and you are working and trying to advance in your career or hit a new milestone, or maybe you own your own company like Brittany and I, how you present yourself and your personal brand is key. And if you do not feel confident in your body, 
you are not going to become the hottest, healthiest, and most successful version of yourself. It will hold you back. So on today's episode, we talk about how you look and feel is so integral to your personal brand, how it affects that you show up. Brittany shares her top branding tips with you guys. So valuable. And most importantly, how important is your personal brand? Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the TSN podcast. We are here with Brittany. I know I did a lovely little intro for you ladies, but Brittany, I'm so pumped to have you here. By the way, ladies, we did a podcast swap, so you must check out her podcast. Um, Can you say where your podcast is located and the title of it as well? So it's Beyond Influential. You can find it on all the podcast players like Apple, Spotify, and you can go to beyondinfluential.com and also my website, brittanycrystal.com, and you will find it. It is I love the interview we did and the podcast is just my favorite thing. So I'm super excited to be here because I love your podcast too. Yes. I'm so pumped too. And I know you actually, we talked a little bit off camera and I've seen it on um, your Instagram as well as Brittany and I have gotten to know one another, but Brittany is really kind of in this point of pivot. I think you literally just posted this on Instagram and you're doing a lot more with podcasting. Can you kind of tell us about this pivot for entrepreneurs out there or really anyone out there who's in like a life transition right now? I think it could be inspiring. Oh my gosh. So just for people's context, I've had a bunch of life transitions. So I'm technically a lawyer, but I don't practice. And so I went from law to then working in the entertainment industry. And then when that wasn't for me, I ended up transitioning into marketing, got a job at an agency, ended up working for Gary Vee and all of those things happened. And, and really at a certain point, I was like, I want to do my own thing. And I knew that around probably the last however many years, I was like, yeah, entrepreneurship, that wasn't a thing when I was in school, but it's a thing now. And I was like, I really want to do my own thing. And so for me, the... I've had a lot of pivots over the years. And as far as the business goes, and I don't know if this has been the case for you, but the business never stays what you start out as. It's always evolving. And so for me, this is a bigger pivot because I've been very, um, I was very niched down on the personal brand space and I have courses and all sorts of different things talking about personal branding. But as I've been doing the podcast and building my own personal brand, which is also the beauty of building your own personal brand, I realized that there were these other elements to, to influence. I want to help people create and live an authentic, influential life. And that's not necessarily only restricted to personal branding. Personal branding is an arm of living and building an authentic, influential life. So yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yes. Oh my goodness. And everything you're saying, I'm like, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. I have so much to talk about with you. I love, I want to go back to the personal branding piece and how really your brand is an extension of who you are, because I think so much of branding, we think of colors and fonts. And I think we even talked about this on your episode too, but it's really your personality at the end of the day. And that's why I also think how you present yourself in your personal brand is so important because if you're representing yourself and you don't feel your best, you don't look your best, you feel like crap about your self-confidence. That's basically saying now your business and that thing, that entity that you're representing, you don't, not that you don't care about it, but it's not fully the best representation of you. And that's devastating for people if that is the case. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit, I guess, offline, off camera, whatever you want to say off record, but how, and for me, how I look, how I feel is a part of my personal brand, like how I show up. And it also just affects how I show up. And if I'm not feeling good that day, or if I'm eating a bunch of crap, like you're not going to show up and, and be your best self and your personal brand I always say like everybody has a personal brand. That is a fact. You have one. It's whether you're 
curating it and controlling it and really using it to its full advantage because everybody has, you know, it is your reputation. So people are going to say things and it, it ultimately is you. And I think that's hard for people to wrap their minds around, it is. but it is, it is you and who you are and how you show up and what people say about you when you are in the room and when you're not in the room. And if people can find you or like what you want them to find. And so it is, it's really important. And I do think, I just think the nutrition aspect is incredibly critical for people feeling good, just showing up, man, woman, doesn't matter the gender, just, you just need to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And, and what you said, like your personal brand, like you have a personal brand, whether you recognize it or not, you do not need to be an influencer with a following and this many people buying a product, like literally you going to a job, you working anywhere, you being yourself is like your personal brand. I almost view it that way. Is that crazy? Oh no, that's exactly what it is. And a lot of times, so that's the thing is like a lot of business owners come to me. They know the people I've worked with before and they're like, Oh, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not trying to dance on TikTok. I don't want to be doing, I don't want to have to be everywhere. I'm more introverted. Basically my personal brand philosophy is the path of least resistance. I want you to live where you are comfortable. Obviously it's going to be a little uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable. And that's good. But I don't like, if you are not ready to show up on video all the time and you're more comfortable writing or what have you, like, let's start there. Because for me, it's basically the same thing. And I think about my previous jobs, it's the same thing as having a resume. It's the same thing as that was like the old school version of it, except now people know, people know if they like my personality, they know if they want to work with me already, they get my vibe. And that's what that content does is it just saves you so much time, whatever business you're in, or if you're applying for a job, people already can know, they already get a sense of who you are and your personality. So that way it's like, it's not a fit. It's also good because it saves you time because it's not a fit for you then because then they'll know like you're just not going to jive. So it saves so much time in the long run and it really is just like who you are in that presentation. So it's it's so important, but it's not this it doesn't need to be this heavily curated thing of like who you aspire to be. And that's that's not what it is. And just so people know, nobody has a perfect personal brand. I think people stress, especially what. I stress too sometimes about captions and different things and I get caught oh, up in my too. head. I'm not going to pretend that I do it, you know, perfectly and whatever, but yeah, it's, it's like you, not every piece of content is going to be perfect. Not every bio is going to be perfect. You just have to put it out there and be yourself and you can do it in little increments that you're comfortable with. So that way you can build to it. And over time, and it's just like, like with a diet and as you're doing it, it's like, you might not see something major happening right away. But as you do it consistently, you build up an arsenal of content. All of a sudden, that audience that you didn't have before is now there and they're diehard about it and they'll follow you anywhere because I believe influence is transferable. So if you build it up in one area, you can take it somewhere else because people fall in love with you and who you are, which is the personal brand. As you're talking to, I'm just thinking about how we just all crave community and communication and having that connection with other people. And I think that is just the core of what personal branding is. But I want to go back to the fact that you were this lawyer, like, which is just so badass. Like, I love boss babe women. And I hate that word boss babe because I think it's overused, but like, you're a boss babe. We're going to use that. We were this lawyer, right? We make this tremendous pivot. We're constantly pivoting. What made you fall in love with personal branding and do all this pivoting. Like it's so inspiring. So personal branding, I fell in love with, that was a surprise to me. Now looking back in hindsight, I realized that I always really liked advocating for people and being able to pick what's special. I'm really good at knowing what's special about someone and how to position them. 
And so even in law, when I went into law, I wanted to do entertainment law because I wanted to do it at the time. I thought, now I know that's not a fit for my personality, but I thought representing individuals where I knew their talent, I could help position them and do that business side. I wasn't that completely changed, but I wasn't the talent at that point. I was somebody who could recognize talent. So I always had that thread going on. And then I started working at VaynerMedia in 2014 when I realized the entertainment side, I wasn't finding where I fit in there. And so I was actually going to go to business school. I was like, why do I need another degree? I was studying for another business degree. And my now husband was like, don't do that. Like, don't do that. You don't need that. And he sent me a tweet that ended up being a Gary Vee tweet that he was opening an office in LA. Long story short, I took whatever job I could get at Vayner. I met Gary at the Christmas party a few months later. And the next month he came back and he was like, you're overqualified for what you do. What do you really want to do? And I played poker and all sorts of things. I thought I wanted to invest his money. I knew I wanted, I was interested in like the entrepreneurship startup world, but I didn't know what. And he was like, listen, I'm about to get really serious about my personal brand because he was about to release his like next book and all of these things. He was like, come out for a year to New York and help me work on it. Like, I think, you know, something just come out. And so basically I was treating that as my MBA year. And my goal when I got there was like, okay, I'm going to pitch this guy a great business idea at the end of this year. Like, that's my thing. And then when I got there, it was such a great time because now he's got so many people working with him and for him. And at that time, it was like the beginning of, you know, it was like the six people, like, oh my God, scrappy, doing all the things like building all, like how you repurpose content, all of those pieces that was happening at that time and building that out, you know, with this team. It was so, it just doesn't exist anymore. That was such yeah, like I was a great time say, to be there. That doesn't exist. No. And it was the beginning of like in, people using the term influencer because it was 2015 into 2016. And so for the book, I really had to reach out to. I was assigned to like reach out to 750 influencers to hold his book for free. <laughs> and so I started going into the DMs, doing all sorts of things. And as I was reaching out, it really hit me the responses I was getting. Cause I didn't know if I'd even get responses from these people. And they, so many people were like, his content changed my life. His content changed my life. I do what I do because of his content. And that light bulb went off for me where I was like the personal brand that human connection, his personal brand is hitting harder than, than you said it before about like people want to connect with people. I think that's so much more powerful than the brand itself. The people make the brand, even with, when you're dealing with regular large brands, you want somebody in customer service. You want an actual human, like there's that human piece. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like personal branding. I went to him and was, was like, I know you're going to build out, and he did at a certain point, build out a personal branding arm of the agency. Like I want in on that. And so for me, it was all about then replicating that for other people. I just thought anybody could, I saw that anybody could do it. Influence isn't, it's not luck, it's strategy. I think we're so caught up in our own head and what we're doing and what we're seeing that we're not realizing that we are having this greater impact. I knew that it was meaningful, the content I was helping put out there because it, it just felt like it was making a difference. And there's nothing better than making, than making a difference and feeling meaning in your work. Absolutely. And when you say make a difference, that's where my mind was going as you were talking. Cause I am really realizing as someone online, just like you, obviously I have a podcast because we're on the podcast right now and you know, all this content you put out, it's, it's interesting. And actually I wasn't even going to share this, but I'm going to share it. I never respond to trolls. I don't like wasting time when I could be putting time into something more positive. Absolutely. And going into the, how you look and how you feel about how you look, 
in your own personal journey, or maybe with some of the people that you've worked with over the years, have you seen a transformation? Cause I know personally I've had a transformation physically, and I'm not saying like, Oh my God, I lost all this weight just to be a dietitian and be able to have TSN. But you know, I even have a transformation from how I showed up in video content, how I presented myself in the media to now knowing what makes me feel my absolute best. So I am like the best public speaker. So I make the best content. So I just feel my best. And it's not so much me looking a different way impact sales. I think it's more more me feeling my best. I think it impacts how I'm able to actually connect to other people. Have you had a journey like this? And I'm so curious to hear that or like someone that you've worked with before. Oh yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I'm, I'm very much comfortable being myself now. And now I have my routines and whatnot. And obviously I feel, I actually feel really great when I'm working out regularly and being active and and all of that sort of thing. I like being put together. I like, you know, doing my makeup. I love all of that glam moment. So I like to show up in a certain way that makes me, again, makes me feel good. But as far as over the years, I think it's interesting because I've had jobs where other people dictate kind of what's the appropriate way that you should be looking and should be dressing and should be speaking. And you kind of, you kind of go into these boxes. And I think that was a big thing for me where I never felt fully comfortable until I was working for myself because I didn't feel like I could fully be myself in any of those environments. And I think that was a big part of, for me, one of my highest values is just integrity. I need to be myself. And so I knew that I couldn't hold on working somewhere without getting to be like, myself was going to creep out. And so now the more that I've been gotten to be myself basically for a living and just been like, this is what you get. Like what you see is what you get just the more confidence comes from that and just getting to wear what I want, be who I want. Cause I've had people, I did have um, a few people, maybe it was a few years ago. I was working with actually it was like some bigger names that I'm not going to name. And they had comments about some of my Instagram outfits, some thoughts about the professionalism of maybe bathing suits or I guess things that they considered in quotes, maybe unprofessional, but they didn't consider me unprofessional. Yeah. And so having those conversations, there was a point where I felt like, okay, I need to take, I did it with a, I have a photographer friend who does a lot of my personal brand photos and she called it like the modest shoot. <laughs> and so I took, <laughs> I had to take a bunch of photos, especially cause I, I had a LinkedIn course or I still have one and I was running ads and you see people's reaction to, to what I'm wearing or to how I look as kind of their critique. Like they'll just leave comments. Yeah. And it kind of got in my head for a second where I'm like, do I, do I change up my vibe at all? And so for me, it was less about changing up the vibe and more about just at least sticking with my style, but maybe taking, knowing that these ads are going to a certain demographic, taking certain photos that I know would work and not offend certain folks maybe. And even looking back on that now, at this point, I don't even know if I would do that because I feel like what's, there's this fight in me. It's like, yeah. do I need to cater to that? Because those people aren't right for me then. And you know, I'm not going to be right for everybody. I don't intend on it. I don't care to be. Nobody is. Like you have to own that. Nobody's universally like. And so for me, it's like, do I just show up as I want to? Or do I see if I can, if there's some people who might listen to me and I can make a change, but maybe they just needed me to be wearing a different top. That's kind of interesting too. It's like, is it the photo or if they actually hear me speak, does that change their opinion? Cause I think that was a big thing too on Instagram when it was just pictures versus talking to me in person and versus having the podcast. 
it's, it's just a different, like, do you like this person and their personality? You really know when you hear them. So you can't judge if you like somebody from, from a Facebook ad that's a picture. You know, it, it can be triggering for a lot of people. And so I went back. Now I'm like, I'm not changing anything that I'm wearing for anybody. Like, I don't care if you don't, if you don't like it, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my God. I love that. And I have this weird dichotomy too, where I am so professional. Like if you get me on email, like besides the XOXO, which is just like, if you ever email me guys, if I, you ever get the chance to email me, you know, I always end with XOXO. I don't know why I always do that. I think it's just because I hate the best, like best. I do too. Like, I do XX because I, I don't <laughs> like cheers. I don't like cheers. Oh, no. I don't like it. Yeah. Sincerely. Yeah. I have the Wrong. same exact thing. I'm like, we're, we're good. Like out. <laughs> Literally. And it's, it's so funny because I am so professional and I, I try to have such a professional level because I just value that personally. But then you see my social media and I feel like it is so different because I like to swear. My mom literally yells at me all the time on my social media when I swear, but I'm like, this is how I talk. And I do try to simmer it down sometimes. Sometimes I like rank it up a little bit as well, but it's like, you have to present yourself the way that you naturally are. And it's so funny now I kind of like wearing risky things, one for myself. And it's not like risky, right guys? Like I'm not like some crazy model that you're probably thinking of. Like, no, like I might wear a little bit something low cut or something tight. Cause I enjoy that type of clothing, but you know, it's, it's okay. It's just not very modest, but I almost do it because being a professional and dressing that way, it's just like so edgy. And it's like, why do you have to fit the norm of wearing a like suit and covering your entire body just because you're a professional at something. I think that's bullshit. I saw a lot of people, they weren't necessarily in my space, but kind of the in and around the online entrepreneurship space. And it was all kind of a certain type of woman. I'm not trying to generalize, but it was more of a certain type of woman who had a certain, certain type of look with certain type of clothes and always big big toothy smile. And when you meet them in person, that's not actually the case of the way that they actually are. And I just hated that. And I was, I just knew that I didn't fit in with that either. And it's like, you know, that that works, but at a certain point, it's like, you know, you need for me, I know I need to be sustainable and I need to show up the way what works about personal branding is showing up the way that you actually are. Like with a Gary, what works is, you know, you're going to get what you see. And so for me, it's like, I just need to show up as I am and people who are going to like it are going to like it. And a lot of people at that time too, were like, I like you because you're different. You're not showing up like that. That's not, that doesn't resonate for me. I want an alternative. And so there's always somebody out there for you. There's always a group of people. There's always customers. There's always clients. There's always friends. There's always people that are your people. It just doesn't always look like it when you're looking on Instagram and you see certain people have all of this you know, cachet and following, but there's so many people who want something different. Yeah. And I think, especially with what you said with video, I don't even remember Instagram that well, when video wasn't somewhat component, whether it's stories, whether it is the feed. I know for me with TSN, I've super capitalized on stories when they, before even reels and, you know, even IGTVs were really popular. I, I just always loved stories because it was such a way to be authentic and I think it's so important because I, I think throughout my career, I wouldn't have found as many amazing clients if I wasn't authentic on my story, because me being on my story actually almost showed like a little insight into how I coach and how I talk, which is obviously, you know, what this podcast people are able to see that true personality. But I think when it comes to like finding that right clinician, that right professional, like you do have to tr like really looking through their content and as much as you can using video, I think is just really, really powerful. Have you kind of seen the same thing with video in your business? Oh, a hundred percent. 
people feel like they know you. And I know podcasting is super powerful because you're literally in someone's ear and there's something to that, but definitely on video because they get to see your face. And again, it's, it is about that personality and that connection, especially when you're, what you do is so personal. You deal with people who have, you know, I think the nutrition space and the weight loss space, people are coming to you at such a vulnerable time. You need to know that that person is somebody who gets you, who'll take it seriously, who like really cares. It's as close as you can get to actually being in person. That's what I think about these conversations. And that's what I think about video. And I totally remember because I was working for Gary at the time when stories was a thing, because basically Snapchat was blowing up in like 2016, 2015. And then, and then Instagram did the thing where they were like, we're going to, we're going to take this functionality and bring it over. And so, yeah, it changed everything. And that way you, that's the thing is you get to sell without selling. So people probably sign up for your stuff all of the time. You've never met them. You've never heard of them, but, but they know you're the one, you are the one to help them with this journey because you show up and, and they know. And so that way you don't even need to do like the sales calls and all these things. Like it saves so much time. It saves time. But honestly, I have moments where I'm like, pinch me with TSN. And I think other probably people helping other people in any industry feel the same because you get such amazing people when you build a brand the right way. And that's why cutting corners with weight loss, cutting corners in business, when you don't put in this work and truly show your personality, truly show that you're actually helping people truly have a really great way to get people to whatever result they're going for. It that's not, you can't build something successful. It is going to fucking fail. Like, let's be real. I guess with the whole cutting corners topic, and I know we briefly talked about this before we pressed record. Have you seen businesses cut corners or have kind of any thoughts on cutting corners in social media, cutting corners in business? Because it's a big issue in the weight loss space. And I know from a branding marketing perspective as an entrepreneur, it's cringy to me. It's very cringy. First of all, marketing is incredibly important. (laughs) And I just want like, it just is like, no matter how great you are at whatever that skill set is, you need to be able to present yourself in a way where where people are interested or like people can connect with you. So like you were saying about the personal brand, why it's so important. I do want to make this note about basically showing up as yourself. I realized that depending on, and this is something that I noticed just working and talking to so many people, a lot of people don't know how to really show up authentically as themselves out of the gate if they're not used to doing that. If you have been in a normal work environment or traditional work environment, and you're kind of used to holding back on all of these things, it takes a second to start posting and to actually be showing up to really know your voice. And so that's a process. And I want people to know, like, if you're never like, you've never posted a story with your face and all of those things, like that's going to require some practice. You're going to need to like, you're going to need to do some posts for a bit. And a lot of times people end up kind of mimicking other people they see online until they develop their voice. That's something else that I've noticed. Yeah. But you need to be practicing that because now it's easy. Now I'm me all the time. Like I give my opinion on everything, all of those things, but it wasn't always like that. Oh yeah. I mean, I could not agree more with that. Just from my personal experience, we have this conversation on your podcast. Like I really do so much in my business with this piece of it because I care so much about it coming from me. And for me, at least with one of my values is like authenticity. So for me, that's incredibly important because I don't want someone else writing that type of content. Um, but you know, I think with weight loss, cutting corners, and especially what you were saying with cutting corners and marketing and in business, I think so much of it also stems from wanting just like the easy way out. And I think there are so many easy solutions that you think are like, 
oh my goodness, like this is just going to be able to solve the issue, even though you haven't truly gotten to the root of your brand and your messaging and, and really what you're trying to do. But going the easy way out will look really appealing, but it never is going to lead, lead, yield. It never works. Result. People will always want the result without the work. Always. Always. That's, that's always going to be the thing, but nobody gets the result without the work. Like, I think that's the biggest catch. People are trying to sell you that you can get to the result without the work, but that's never, it's just never true. It's not true with branding. It's not true with business. It's not true with diet and exercise. It's nothing good comes easy. Yeah. And it's so funny. Cause I do say, you know, people are going to call me out. I say weight loss is simple and easy. Simple is different. Personal simple branding is simple. Different. And I think once you, once you simplify shit in business and in weight loss, things get easy because they're, they're systematized. They work the framework. I put my clients to, it is a framework. And I hate That's like kind of a cringy word because I think so many people use it now, but it's like the only way to describe it. There's a stepwise process. And with branding, I think it's the same thing. Like you said, you have to show up consistently and find your voice until you find your voice. Don't you dare be hiring other people because you need to figure out your goddamn voice before you can ever explain what your voice is to a customer or to another employee that you're hiring. You know, a lot of women in the entrepreneur space, but I mean, everyone has a personal brand, whether you're an entrepreneur yeah. or not struggle with self-confidence issues and being able to sell themselves and sell their value and honestly believe in their value because there are times out there where people will have so much value and potential, but I feel like they almost don't even see the potential within them. I know I felt this way on my journey before I had the confidence level that I have now where I would doubt myself and doubt my abilities. What has been your experience getting over that self-confidence, not even rut, but those feelings of unworthiness and really questioning yourself? And how was that kind of your, how was your experience with this in the personal branding realm of things? I know you talk about mindset. Mindset is incredibly important when it comes to weight loss. It's incredibly important when it comes to, to branding yourself and, and business in general, because you do have to have a passion for something. If you have a business where you're like, okay, this is something of value that I'm offering, but confidence comes from like, again, going back to just the incrementally small wins, like having, it's not making these huge promises online. And I think that's what people People feel weird about sales for all sorts of reasons. That's a whole other conversation yes. from basically somebody sees somebody really spammy and that feels really gross. And then you're like, oh, sales is gross. And it's like, no, sales is actually not gross. That person does it in a gross way. You can sell in all these different ways. Like for you just showing up and you know, giving valuable content, that's technically selling. Which is so crazy to selling. Me. Yeah. It's not just like pitching yourself and making yourself look incredible and making all these outlandish promises. It's talking about what you actually can provide, like you were saying, or giving tips. And for most people, it's like, even if you aren't super experienced in an area, let's say you're, you're brand new to whatever space, but you want to get really get started or you put out your shingle and you're like, I want to get clients. Like maybe you do need to start with doing it for free for somebody first to get the testimonial that you might need and to get the results and to feel good about that or for like a lesser fee than you charge somebody later on, because yeah. at the end of the day, like the money conversation with money mindset, you need to know that your value is that like that you are above and beyond what you are charging. And you get to that point by seeing other people's results. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure the more that you were working with people and you were getting them the results and they're like, Oh my God, this is the most incredible shit ever. Like, I love this. I'm going to tell everybody you're like, okay, this is more than worth it. And then you get more confident, you raise your prices and you go back out there. 
and there's no formula to it. It's like, if that happens quickly, that's great. You also don't need to wait like six months to raise your prices. Like I said, we're, we're at a different place where it's, it's like, we didn't start here. Nobody starts here. No. Yeah. Oh, I never had a podcast. I never had a membership when I first started. Like you start and it evolves. And I know we started the episode off with that, but I think being able to track your progress and honestly, anyone listening to this, I know we talk about this in the weight loss space, but as I'm packing up, moving soon to a new apartment, I actually found two notebooks that I kept, but one of them is from my first year. Like the, the day I started my business, like I pretty much journaled almost every day that year. And it was a really transformative year for me, of course, but I still have that notebook. And I think I've shared this before somewhere. I forget where exactly, but I think it's so amazing to practice not just gratitude, but like almost like I like writing almost shitty days in my journal because I know a better day is coming and I can look back at it and look at what I was struggling with. And I think it's just so interesting, but I was looking back at it and some of the same mindset struggles I used to struggle with, I still struggle with now, but at a way lower level. And there's always a, what is it? Next level, new devil. Like nobody's perfect. Like you're always, there's always little mindset issues and things that are going to crop up no matter no matter where you get to, no matter how good you get at whatever it is. And I just want to say that sometimes you're also going to try shit. Like you were mentioning the group coaching and I tried things in my business. And it's like, it's not always going to work. Sometimes something that works for someone else, maybe other diets that you talked about, whatever it's like keto doesn't work for everybody. That doesn't yeah. work for everybody. And it just, cause it worked for one person and you tried it and that was awful for you. That's fine. And that comes again with time, but it's, it's so obvious now being in the space that we've been in, a lot of stuff doesn't work for, for each individual. Absolutely. And I, I can't help but chuckle because I'm sure there's been moments on your journey or maybe a client you've worked with, but when people copy me and um. they copy something that doesn't work well, like I'm not just saying content, but like other backend stuff where they like think they know what's going on, but they really don't. I chuckle because I'm just like, if I see it when like these random situations, well, there's one situation that happened. I'm like, little do you know what you're getting into by copying that because you don't know the problems that came from doing that. Um, and it, I think it's really funny. And honestly, this is what I preach with weight loss literally every week to you guys on here. No one has the same exact calorie range and same exact diet. You have to meet yourself with where you're at and doing what I am doing for weight loss is not going to fucking work for you. So don't you dare do it. Same thing goes with business and personal branding. hundred percent. I couldn't say it better. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's been so awesome to have you on. I just want to keep talking to you all damn freaking day in terms of resources. What types of resources do you offer for people? What types of programs and, um, things can people get more support on when it comes to personal branding? I definitely recommend the clarity course. And I should talk to you after because I can give a deal to the listeners. But the clarity course is what I was saying before. It's like where you need to start. Like even if you don't do anything else with your personal brand after, you need to start here and see what's out there about you now, what your positioning is. And it's something that I even did for myself recently. That's when I was talking about the pivot. I put myself through those exercises too. Like that's where I was because Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what works. I'm going to do this myself. And you keep checking in with it. So once you have the framework, you revisit it every quarter. So you're going to go back to it. I love that kind of evergreen stuff. And then I have um, smaller products like the 40 plus IG prompts that convert. So you can go to my website and check that out. But basically like, here's how, like all of the types of Instagram stories you can post different prompts, why they work. So I like put your own personal brand spin on it too. A hundred percent. And then also I, the podcast beyond influential. So 
I'd love to hear if anybody takes a listen and checks it out. I hope they all listen to your episode. I highly encourage that. (laughs) Definitely start at my episode, guys. Got to get those plays up. Just kidding. (laughs) And then on Instagram, where can we find you? Brittany Crystal. It's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y and it's K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. So yes, please hit me up on Instagram. I'm in the DMs. I would love to hear from you. I love it. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. This was awesome. Amazing. Bye, ladies. Bye.